Welcome to Share the Bytes, episode 24, 3D Printing the Home. Hey, Grant. Ian, good to see you. Good to see you, too. What do we got to today? We uh, thought we would do some uh, 3D printing uh, with a little bit larger scale today. Uh, they call it additive manufacturing when you scale it up, but uh, basically construction, yeah. printing houses. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, because we've been kind of on a 3D printing bent for the last few years. We've been talking about it, but it's always been you know either like hobby work or 3D printers, you know, making parts for the houses or little toys. And then last time, space station, yeah, yeah, space station for placement parts. So we're doing something a little bit more close to home, and specifically, as you said, larger scale, and actually making homes. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So hey, yeah, why don't you uh, give me a little bit of background on this three uh, D printing uh, homes? So I uh, heard about it actually. It was the Mars 3D Habit, uh, Habitat Challenge that got me interested a little while ago. About a year ago, I heard about it. And, uh, you know, I've been looking at 3D printing and interested in that technology. And I've heard about what they've been doing down in Mexico, which we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, printing a whole community, uh, two houses at a time, really small homes for people that have uh, lost their jobs because the local economy has changed down there in that area. Uh, and so, you know, I've been looking at these technologies and gathering material, um, gathering different resources. And I threw a lot of that in the show notes. The idea is, um, you know, to quickly build out of, you know, some kind of special concrete mixture, uh, print a house. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, really cool. Doing that in Mexico. Yeah. I remember this was back in 2011. I had an opportunity to attend a Autodesk symposium. And it had, yeah, it had a bunch of folks, you know, leaders of industry, the, at the time, the founder and owner of Make Magazine, mm -hmm. uh, and a bunch of others. And they were specifically talking about 3D printing, because back in 2011, 3D printing was new, even from a hobby standpoint. But wow. these folks were just you know, decades ahead of what they were doing. And one of the speakers was mentioning 3D printing buildings which at the time just kind of blew my mind. And they were actually doing their research, I believe it was in Saudi Arabia, uh, specifically because they were studying sand. And there's, from what I understand, you know, there's a lot of you know, sand or you know, type of raw materials in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. And so they were looking at, okay, different types of sand, silicon or you know, dirt or you know, whatever their building materials are to try to create this mixture. It sounds like, in less than 10 years, it's come to f research up into practical application, which just, I find astounding that yeah. can happen so quickly. It's advanced quickly. Yeah. I mean, we've been following this both since 2005 when the RepRap project was going on in England. Yeah. Uh, where they were, you know, 3D printers printing 3D printers was the idea, <laughs> right? So yep. Yep. To bootstrap uh, uh, 3D printing up. And um, that still project, you know, really started the 3D printer movement uh, back then. And uh, it's, like you said, advanced in many different unique and special ways since then. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit more the reason behind 3D printing buildings and specifically homes. 
where you know a, a home let's say 500 square feet a thousand square feet you know that, that's a typical you know two maybe if a thousand square feet you know three bedrooms if you push it you know with a bath so you know that fits in you know, an average size family that takes and i could tell you from experience you it could take months to build something like that <laughs> you've been uh, constructing yeah, your house yeah for exactly so <laughs> we're looking at 3d printing houses in a matter of days yeah that's amazing uh there there are a couple of different unique use cases where this comes into play uh where it really fits well with what's needed i think um especially in disaster uh situations where you know shelter is gone you need something fast mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to 3d print uh, a structure a, a shelter is uh amazing for for low-income people that you know mm-hmm. have nothing due to hurricane or earthquakes or floods or whatever exactly um, yeah a great great way to go yeah because again that you know that's shelter for the sun the elements you know water that type of thing so yeah you know, if you're trying to support a family and you only have a tent yeah and if, if you could replace that with a 3d printed house out of concrete Right. Yeah, that's a significant improvement in the quality of life, even if it's just temporary while a larger or more sustainable yeah. home can be built. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so this TV show that I've been watching is called Home on Apple TV+. And so there are a couple episodes that are relevant. Number one was Puerto Rico, where literally they had two hurricanes come back to back a few months apart. And it just wiped everything out. Mm. Uh, and so they are using concrete uh, structures to to help the people that are there. Yeah. Um, but also using uh, sustainable power mm-hmm. and sustainable water. So having to be catching all the water that comes off the roof and uh, processing that to potable water and uh, solar panels. Yeah. So uh, in Puerto Rico, that was very important. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about you know how, how are these homes constructed through a 3D printer? So I think, you know, the way we've described 3D printing before is additive manufacturing. So it's building layer by layer. And with your printers inside the home, that's usually a type of plastic, a PLA or ABS material. But in this case, these are industrial size printers that are squirting out concrete. Yeah. And it has to be the right consistency. So it's not just any old concrete, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, if you get the right consistency, uh, you can print with concrete. Yeah. (laughs) And then with a, again, a small team of laborers or even yourself, as it's printing, again, you can lay in the reinforcement structure, such as the rebar. And then, you know, once it's printed, then all you have to do is you know, route the electrical, which can be done fairly quickly. And then, you know, some sort of you know, rain catchment something uh, system uh, if you're in that type of climate. Yeah. So you can't 3D print everything, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can do the concrete parts. Uh, they aren't 3D printing wood, although some small printers can do that. But for windows and doors, mm-hmm. you know, like but those things, you know, are again pretty much those... just prefab. So as long as right. the house that's 3D printed is print by spec, it's really right. just you know, slide it in, bolt it, and you're done. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, roofing materials mm-hmm. uh, that takes a little more work, but that finishes it off. <laughs> yeah. So who's doing this type of work? So, yeah, uh, the big project in my mind that came to uh, I have a lot of links in the show notes is about a project in Tabasco, Mexico. Uh, there's a, a company, in, I think out of Austin, Texas, called Icon. 
that makes this really big printer, <laughs> really big 3D printer that does concrete. And there's a nonprofit in San Francisco called New Story Charity and a local nonprofit uh, that I don't know how to pronounce the name, Eshal, E-C-H-A-L-E dot M-X. That's uh, all in the notes. And um, they got together and found a community that uh, through the economic development, you know, had lost a lot of the income uh, potential. And there were people in, you know, in poverty there. And uh, so they they got together and said, hey, let's do a whole community of 3D printed houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's pop them out. Wow. And so they started and the first ones are done. Yeah. And how many are we talking about here? Like uh, 10, 5? Uh, what, what did the article say? I think it was around, uh, they have 50 or so built. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're going to do double that or so. Yeah. Uh, as I recall, but I, that's just amazing that you can do a whole community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not easy. Uh, that show, the, the home season one, episode nine actually gives a background on this whole project, uh, that, you know, from the ground up, it's not easy to ship a printer or drive a printer down across the Mexican border, set it up and keep it running. Yeah. <laughs> There are all kinds of challenges that they talk about on the show, which I thought was fascinating mm-hmm. about the, you know, when it rained, how, what happened? You had to put a tarp over the top, right? Uh-huh, uh, yep. The local conditions, uh, the, the local labor to help out, um, you know, finishing off the houses. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean it's, yeah, it's not exactly, it's just, you know, plug and play where you just plop the thing down and it's done. And you've got the logistical work, as you said, getting the machine and the materials down there. Right. And again, there's the finishing work to you know, get the structure livable. Right. But as we said, if you can meet those logistics, you're talking, again, building homes in days rather than weeks or months. That's right. Yeah, it's a huge savings. It brings the cost way down for, for the poorest. Yeah, um, I'm hoping this is something that really takes off. Yeah. Yeah, um, New Story Charity was involved in some disaster relief uh, elsewhere as well, and they uh, did a lot of homes in more traditional methods. But in this project, they were using 3D printing. And they've teamed up with Icon, and they went down to this place in Mexico, and they had the local support, uh, and also, you know, the logistics. I mean, you can't just print a house and say, "Hey, there it is." Uh, somebody's got to decide who lives in it, and you know, mm-hmm. how do you manage that? And uh, you know, all the logistics of uh, utilities and that kind of thing. Hopefully, they're using solar. Yeah, uh, some of their electricity, uh, you know, some water um, would be great. But, you know, a lot of that is still utilities, even for 3D printed type things. Yeah. So for this is an amazing project. I'm, it just got started. I think the first homes were, were done uh, the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see how it, it finishes off and how it proceeds. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to keep my eye, eye on that one that, yeah. for sure. And I'm really glad to say that. 3D printing homes is actually kind of an international effort. I mean, there's just a lot of folks trying to do this. You know, one article I found actually even talks about a Shanghai company uh, doing this. And they were even saying back in 2014, they were able to print uh, 3D print house, uh, 10 houses in one day. And they're yeah, called. There's uh, more, this is the most, I think, prominent example for people in the U.S. They might have heard of it. But there are a lot of other examples, too. Uh, for example, I saw a 3Dnatives.com article that sparked my interest about uh, schools in Madagascar uh, that are doing 3D-printed schools, mm-hmm. uh, structures for the kids uh, yeah. that don't have uh, schools. Yeah. And 
it's not just the time to build, but it's also the cost too. Yes. Because if you're looking at it, and let's say you know anywhere from a 500 to 1,000 square foot home, again, a you know, small family, you can do this for, you know, some of the experts are saying breaking it down as low as like four or five thousand dollars. Right, down from what ten thousand? Well, or yeah, so, 12, yeah. I mean, if we're talking like a, uh, a thousand square foot home, if you're talking so here in the block. USA, you're talking about the wood and the materials and mm-hmm. everything else. You know, you're you're talking upwards to anywhere from twenty to fifty grand. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. But if you again, if you're doing concrete, if you're doing, you know. You know, low cost materials and again it's really you know the labor cost that also yep. is prohibitively expensive and that's really what adds it automating that labor it makes a whole lot yeah. of sense when you can yeah and certainly we're not saying getting rid of jobs or anything like that but it's again you know finding was it the sustainability uh again reaching those who are most in need right yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, keeping those machines running, as you'll see in that uh, home episode, <laughs> it takes some people to keep that machine running. Yes. <laughs> and again, you know, we also said, again, there's a lot of the finishing work because, I mean, it 3D prints things in layers. So th- right. those are not smooth walls by any means. Right, right. Yeah. You might want to do a stucco or some kind of, uh, you know, yeah, some, yeah, nice finish yeah, to, you know, make it livable. Yeah. 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 They said that some of the tubes, they got uh, clogged. So, you know, you, there are people that, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. print on its own. It's not, it, it is still a new technology. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're, the mechanical parts only have certain tolerances. You go outside of those tolerances and all bets are off. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and when we think about where is this technology going to take us, and I like uh, to kind of go back to some of our previous discussions about space that we're really right. excited about because yeah. when humanity finally takes off and starts trying to settle on other planets or even the moon you can't ship all the building materials from earth to there i mean for once prohibitively expensive and and it just doesn't make sense you want to use the raw materials that are available to you yep the artemis project is going to the moon boots on there in 2024 is the plan yeah and so that is really a practice for the moon i mean yeah. for mars mm-hmm moon is a practice for mars yeah so all you really have to do is get the machine right to your destination and if it can use the raw materials to build your shelters well you've just you know solved the the greatest problem you're gonna have yeah getting uh materials from earth in a rocket up into space is a huge energy uh cost and uh, so if you can use materials that are already there, that makes all yep. the sense in the world. Yeah, not to mention that those materials are finite. And right. if uh, were something to happen, you don't have enough of it or it doesn't work, right. well, you got to figure it out. So, yeah. Well, that's why they had the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they had the Mars uh, Habitat Challenge mm-hmm. where NASA said, hey, you know, uh, give us all your ideas. Let's have a competition of uh, 3D printing uh, structures, uh, 3D printing shelters, habitats for people when they're uh, headed to the moon and Mars. Yep. And uh, so they had a, a challenge and they got some teams there and uh, the AI Space Factory team was uh, came out on top this time. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, so we're going to keep, uh, we're going to put uh, links to what we talked about as well as a bunch of other places 
that are doing things in 3D printing and housing uh, for folks to look at later. So, because I mean, there's just, people are just doing so much right now mm-hmm. that it's too much for us to talk about in one show, but it is really exciting, lots of potential. And then, you know, I think someday this, you know, may be the future of construction. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. I've been looking at different kinds of uh, alternative constructions, uh, the what they call earth homes or sh- earth shelters, uh, where they have berming. So they uh, pile up uh, uh, earth on one side to cool down uh, the, the home and having uh, a system of plants for the water to purify the water and to uh, use the uh, natural earth cooling and uh, and warmth uh even in the desert you can uh, have a earth ship kind of home mm-hmm. uh that uh that you can uh, build out of mostly natural materials and uh, have it sustainable with solar and, and things like mm-hmm. that there's a uh, one um youtube uh, uh user out there it's uh, named my little homestead and it talks about a family that has done this on their own property and they built several structures uh, not exactly 3D printing, but it's pretty close. They use these uh, bags, a really long bag, kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's uh, just, you know, like a, like a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, it's a like bag a sandbag? Sandbag, thank you. A sandbag, but it's really, really long. And so you keep filling these up and you lay down layers one by one, just like a 3D printer. And you can build up uh, several different structures. And they have videos on there. Over the past eight years, they've been building these kinds of things. They can do a, a, a bedroom for each of the kids, and they did a, a kitchen and a bathroom, kitchen and a bathroom, and an outbuilding, and uh, a bunch of structures. And so I linked that also in the show notes as another way to use natural materials uh, to to build a structure. Oh, very cool! I'll definitely uh, check that out after the show. Very good. All right. So next time we have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I think we're going to keep this uh, trend on 3D printing, sustain sustainability, houses, you name it. But hey, if anybody has any di- ideas, please throw our way because we love talking about this stuff. Yeah, there's uh, one effort maybe we should talk about next show or a, sh- a future show about San Francisco, the, the homeless housing shortage. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a, a model of a very tiny home. Uh, with the, it's insulated with hemp. Uh, And so they they have uh, several different nonprofits involved and uh, they're making some progress uh, Mm -hmm. in the Tenderloin area. So uh, maybe we we could talk about that some more. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So until next time, Grant. Good to talk with you, Ian. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye.